The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1971, Episode 51. In this episode, we'll cover August 2nd through September 9th. Also on August 2nd, Paul and Linda's single, Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey, is released in the U.S. It climbs straight to number one. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. We're so sorry if we caused you any pain. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. But there's no one left at home And I believe I'm gonna rain
had another look and I had a cup of tea and a butter pie. Butter pie? The butter wouldn't melt, so I put it in the pie. All right. All right. Halsey capturing the most attention with its orchestrated thunderstorm, trumpeting horns and tin can vocals. Paul and Linda pull off a patchwork hit with their late summer single. Paul continues to work on his new LP with his new band.
pleased by the sessions with his new group, on Tuesday, August 3rd, Paul announces to the press that he has formed a new band consisting of himself, Linda, drummer Denny Sywell, and former Moody Blues guitarist Denny Lane. You know, the idea is just to get a good band that we can go around and play with, you know, so I'm not against, uh, you know, I'm not uh, tight on a format or anything. I don't want three, four, five, or, you know, it can be as many as it likes, as long as it ends up sounding like a good band. They still do not have a name. On August the 11th, John and Yoko are among 1,000 protesters taking part in a demonstration march past the Ulster offices in London. The protest is against British policy towards Northern Ireland and the prosecution of the editors of Oz magazine on obscenity charges. On August 12th, John and Yoko are handing out money, this time a donation of £1,000 to the UCS, United Cycle Shipbuilders, fighting funds in York. The shipbuilders are currently fighting a pay dispute. On August 13th, Apple releases in the UK a new single from Paul and Linda McCartney, titled Backseat of My Car. It is taken from the Ram LP and reaches number 39 in the singles charts. And the choice cut for Britain from the album, a beautiful testimony to teen love, The Backseat of My Car. Speed along the highway, honey I want it my way, but It's the young generation coming up, it's the kind of kids from like 14 to through to 18 is the big kind of dance audience at the moment, like it always was, you know, kids just awakening to kind of life and stuff and having dating and boyfriends and a whole bit. And that's, you know, that, those are the records. They require records to suit that. So you're getting a lot of records in England, kind of young ones. You know, I was young and she was young and he was too old for her. And it's all this stuff, you know. Uh, you know, like kids' music, uh, basically. And here, I think it's a lot more adult market.
On August 31st, John and Yoko depart from London's Heathrow Airport in Radford, America and take up a more permanent residence on the 12th floor in rooms 1701, 1702, and 1703 of the St. Regis Hotel in New York. Again, their aim is to gain custody of Kyoko and, should they be unsuccessful, pursue Anthony Cox through the U.S. courts. Lawyers representing Yoko suggest to her that to secure her custody rights, she and John must take up a permanent residence in the States. Although he wasn't to know it at this time, John would never again return to his native country.
quoted as saying, Yoko and I were forever coming and going to New York, so finally we decided it would be cheaper and more functional to actually live here. So that's what we did. Throughout the month of September, Paul's brother-in-law, John Eastman, negotiates with both CBS and NBC for an American TV musical special featuring Paul. Also in September, Ringo records the song Back Off Boogaloo. On September 3rd, Ringo and Robin Cruikshank officially formed the furniture design company Ringo Robin Limited. On September 4th, Paul and Linda's single Uncle Albert Admiral Halsey reaches number one in the U.S. charts. In New York on September 8th at the ABC TV studios, John and Yoko record their first appearance on the TV talk show The Dick Cavett Show. They discuss everything from The Beatles to Yoko to Grapefruit and Kyoko. They are there to promote John's new LP, Imagine. What do you want to know about me? I'd like to know where you got your shirt. <laughs> where I got my shirt? Very nice. It is rather nice, mm. isn't it? I was going to ask you the same question. Well, I, it's very funny. This I was in a German airport, and this I had an American Army Mac on, and a guy came up and said, I've just gone out of the army in Vietnam, and if you like these clothes, I'd love to give you them. I said, all right. And he sent me all these army clothes to the post. It's very nice. A few years ago, that was. I've been reading Grapefruit. Um, the, and uh, which is a book that Yoko wrote, and uh, it's got which a lot comes of... comes out in paperback in two weeks' time. <laughs> it, it, it may even be out now in certain oh, yes, areas. Oh, uh, So, uh, if not, you can... If it isn't, you can, yeah. you can reserve your copy. I but do. there are things in here that you suggest people do, which is it's a book you can take part in, um, such as getting a bag of light and bringing it down and placing it where your light bulb would be, <laughs> and so on, which I find difficult to do, but I... Well, when you I do like it, it, probably you'll find that it's easier than... Easier than I is. think. See, yeah. It's a book of instructions. Like Yoko says, poetry is adjective and uh, prose is not... What? Well, this is just what's, it, what's that story you tell about adjective I mean, and noun? This is not adjective or noun, but it's mm. a verb, you know. Verb. You, you have you to do, do the things in the book. It's a book of instructions. Now, Syracuse, uh, there's the Neverton Museum, and I'm going to have the first museum show of mine oh, there. Good. Uh, that's show. in New York, Syracuse, you know. Syracuse, yeah. New York. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's going to one woman show with guest artist John Lennon. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do the whole... Do know, that again, they missed it. About... Uh, Sorry. A retrospective show of all my pieces for 15 years or so, and oh, new pieces as well. And that's going to be from October 9th, which is... I said it like that because that's John's birthday and I thought it was a nice birthday gift. Yes, thank is you. that your birthday? Yes, yes it is. 31 is What terrible. does that make you? 31. But that they've given up the whole museum. Young. It's yeah. a beautiful museum. It's the most, meant to be one of the best museum buildings in America. And they, the whole museum is for Yoko's show. She's going to show yeah. 10 years' work up to now with new, all new work, plus films, plus happenings and whatever. It's going to be fantastic. You know, I've been Syracuse, October the 9th and onwards. <laughs> I've been listening to Imagine, and, oh, and nice. Oh Yoko is going through my head constantly. In fact, that's great. The, the, the song. Uh, there's something about the, 
I don't know what. It's it goes to your head, like, sort of like a like, like, a, line mice, it's like a, a chewing gum commercial yeah. or something. I don't yeah. mean that in there. I mean in, I know, the, in well, that way of. It's a simple it's love zen. song, you know. Zen. Is it Zen? Yes. I don't know, but it's a simple love song to me. Chewing gum. It's very nice. Can we? Bubble gum, you mean? No, no, just plain gum, like the Wrigley commercial. Well, I'm glad you I thought of the album which they're plugging now out now. Uh, imagine, uh, no, we thought Jealous Guy and Give Me Some Truth was going to be the ones, but people seem to like Imagine and Oyoko the best, yeah. which is, I, I did not think they'd like Oyoko, they love it. Okay, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four.
about it. Time. Was that was that your house, by the way, in the film? Uh, that's our house. Yeah, I just wish yeah. to mention that uh, my son visits me every weekend at that house, which is a beautiful home in Ascot with 80 acres of ground. Uh, Yoko's daughter is not allowed to visit us because uh, her ex-husband won't let let her see him, let her see her own daughter. All Yoko wishes is that now and again Kyoko could be brought to that house to spend some time with her mother and with my son Julian because it's a beautiful home and we have eight or ten children living there that belong to the staff. That's wonderful. And uh, we're not allowed to see our daughter and uh, Yoko's going mad as any mother would because uh, her daughter's been withheld from her. That's all we have to say about that. But that's the house waiting okay. for her if you're yeah. watching Kyoko. We don't have much time left. If, if any, does anyone have any idea how much time we do have? Let me confirm quickly a couple rumors with you. Yes. One of them, has it ever been settled whether Lucy in the sky with diamonds was a code for anything? It never was, and nobody believes me. I even saw uh, some famous star introducing, I've forgotten who it was, introducing a Lennon McCartney show, and uh, it was Mel Torme mm. saying about how Lucy in the sky with diamonds is about LSD. This is the truth. My son came home with a drawing and said, showed me this strange-looking woman flying around. I said, what is it? He said, it's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And I thought, that's beautiful. I immediately wrote a song about it. Uh -huh. The song had gone out, the whole album had been published, and somebody noticed that, that the letters spelt out LSD. And I had no idea about it. And, of course, after that, I was checking all the songs to see what the, the letters spelt out. Yeah. They didn't spell out anything, none of the others. And... Uh, it wasn't about that at all, you know. They could do that. Eleanor Rigby But nobody was, believes, uh, you see. Yeah. Stood for there was Henry the Horse in a song I wrote called Mr. Kite. The, the lyrics, which I got most of it off, was an old poster for an old-fashioned circus, you know, from the 1800s. And it was all about Pablo Fanky's fair and the horse uh -huh. was there. And they said Henry the Horse was horse, which I didn't know anything about happiness then, you know. And yeah. Happiness is a Warm Gun was another one, they said, which was banned on the radio. They said it was about shooting up uh, drugs. <clears throat> And it was, the, it was the front of a gun magazine which said, happiness is a warm gun. You know, they're advertising guns. I thought it was so crazy that I made a song out of it. Do you ever think of anything, uh, I don't know if you knew Janis Joplin well or Jimi Hendrix we, we or didn't all, meet, but, but she sent me a birthday tape on my birthday. Our yeah. Last birthday, Yoko asked all different people to make a tape for me, and she was one of them. And we got it. After she died, it arrived in the post mm. that she was singing happy birthday to me in the studio. What do you think could be done about drug overdosing in well, or out of the profession of I music? I think the, the basic thing nobody asked is why do people take drugs of any sort from alcohol to aspros to hard drugs and that question has to be resolved first before you think well what can we do for the poor drug addict john and yoko mr and mrs lynn i have an idea for happening oh let's let the audience ask us anything that happens to be on its uh, mind wow that's uh, real crazy dick i'd really like to do it well, uh, <laughs> far out man where's your where, where's your nerve baby uh, oh, there's already a man in the aisle. How convenient. Yes? Uh, I'd like to know how you write your songs and uh, how you think your songs have progressed since you first started. A man would like to know how I write my songs. No, not, <laughs> I prefer how, how you write your songs and how the songs have progressed since? Since he first started. Since he first started. Uh, well, in the very, there's many ways, all the combinations you can think of, either sitting at the piano and having a word that you write a song around, or having a word and playing the guitar, or you have a guitar chord change, any combination of that. Uh, the best ones are usually inspirational, which will just sort of come, you know, when you're not expecting it, and you just go and write it out almost in full. The earlier songs, in the early days, Paul and I, we wanted to be the Goffin and King of England, you know. Goffin and King were very big those days. And we used to want to be Buddy Holly and Goffin King, etc. 
And so we wrote pop songs with a, with a kind of mind that that's a pop song, you know, like Bubblegum, and that's real life. And I used to write sort of in his own right and the books I wrote then, like Spaniards and the Work, with one half of my brain, and the other half I sort of would churn out pop songs. And then with the advent of Dylan and a few other interesting people I'd meet or hear about, I suddenly realized I was being silly and that I should put all my energy into writing the song, into the lyric. So then I transferred any writing ability I had completely to the songs. And the song lyric got better and the structure of the words got better and they became as important as the tune then. And then uh, I think the songs are better. A, I've had a lot, lot more experience than I had when I was 20. I'm older and it, it's true you get more experience because there's just more time span, that's all. And so your songs get more experienced and uh, there is a tendency for them to get a bit, you know, like you can rip them off easy. But uh, I, I try not to write songs anymore unless I really want to. You know, I don't no longer have to, oh, the Beatles need an album, you and Paul better go and write 20 songs tomorrow kind of thing. I just write when I feel like, you know. That must be nice. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, man on the aisle there. Do you listen to much music now? And if you do, what do you listen to? Uh, do you listen to much music now? And if so, what? Well, I think like most artists, they get less time for listening to other people's music. You can either be an artist or the audience. Audience is always listening to other people's music. Artists are always creating their own music. I spend more time creating and listening to my own because that's what I'm involved in. I like people like Yoko, of course. I like Zappa and uh, a few people, uh, Dr. John. And I like some of uh, the pop music. I can't think of it offhand. They're just odd records I like that come out. I still am a rock and roll fan of early Presley, early Jerry Lee Lewis and all those people. You know, that's my, the music I really love is rock and roll. I was wondering if, like, last year we had a big thing about Paul McCartney being dead. Yeah. And I was wondering how much of it was planned and how much was planned by you. It had nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> the first... Uh, there is a rumor that he is dead, actually, but the first I heard about it was in the press, you know, uh, or from, there was, I don't know how it happened. It's a mystery to Paul, it was a mystery to me. None of us knew what it was about or whatever. But of course they credited to me or Paul saying, you know, that it was pub publicity seeking and we did it. It was too far out for us to have thought of it, you know. Mm. And it wasn't a very, I don't know, it was a peculiar thing. I don't know what it was about. Do you and Paul speak? Uh, we have spoken. Uh, I spoke to him about an hour or so on the phone about three weeks ago. That was the last time I spoke. Mm. But uh, I, I, I hugged George two days ago and I sent a postcard to Ringo last week, all right? <laughs> We've come to the end and there are a lot more things we could talk about. Uh, maybe you can drop back sometime when We'd you're stateside. Maybe next time we'll, we'll really perform live for you, you know? I'd like to do it. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Thank you, John. Just, I'd just like to say, we're going on the road next year, uh, John and Yoko and a band that I'm putting together, and we'd, we'd like to come and do live performance uh, wherever we can. We'll have the carpet out, and we're Thank going you. away right now. Thank you, John. Thank you, Yoko. On September 9th in America, John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band released the album Imagine. The LP, produced by Phil Spector, John, and Yoko, was less intense, actually pastoral in feel compared to the last effort. It was well-received at the time and featured more of the melodic side of John Lennon. It was done during what some people call John's white period, white clothes, pianos, and rooms. The title track has become one of John's most well-known solo works. 
expressing a utopian future without war, greed, or famine, but with an underlining feel of futility. He even got the chance to sing it at the United Nations, showing a lot of personal power and sincere commitment. The song was originally inspired by Yoko's book Grapefruit. In it are a lot of pieces saying, imagine this, imagine that. Imagine if the American army stayed in bed for a week and the Vietnamese army, or Nixon and Cassidian and Chairman Mao. Imagine it if the whole world stayed in bed. This one's all crippled inside. Oh. And how? All, yeah, but this is a nice little twist to it. You know? yeah. it very corny country and western. It just sounds like, you can go to church and sing a hymn. You can judge me by the color of my skin. You can live a lie till you die. One thing you can't hide is when you're crippled inside.
attitudes towards love and relationships would it be fair to say we're getting away from the property concept of relationships of, of owning the other person I think yeah we could be but uh, if that's all very well intellectually but when you actually are in love with somebody you tend to be jealous and want to own them and possess them 100% which I do but intellectually before that when I thought right you know I mean that owning a person is, is rubbish, but I love Yoko, I want to possess her completely. I don't want to stifle her, you know? Uh, that's the danger, is that you want to possess them to death. Oh, <laughs> 
violent revolution. I, Yoko stated it very well, which is uh, violent revolutionaries are playing the same establishment game. I believe in uh, some of the things Jerry Rubin and A.B. Hoffman have done, like the theatre in court kind of revolution. I believe in the, the revolution of happening and that artists, Yoko says artists don't create. A woman, any woman can create, a man can destroy with a coke bottle and an artist revalues. If I'm a revolutionary or we are revolutionaries, we're revolutionary artists, not gunmen.
Side 2 of the LP opens with a protest song which shows Lennon at his vitriolic best. It features John on guitar, George Harrison on lead guitar, Nicky Hopkins on piano, Ron Linton and Andy Davis on acoustic guitars, Klaus Vorman on bass, and Alan White on drums. I'm sick and tired of hearing things from uptight, short-sighted, narrow-minded hypocrites. All I want is the truth. Just give me some truth. I've had enough of reading things by neurotic, psychotic, big-headed politicians. All I want is the truth. Just give me some truth. the person you're going to love but uh, it's around you know and it happens I mean it happened to me at 29 and you'll go to probably June <laughs> and uh, it's a long wait you know I didn't think it was uh, I thought it was an abstract thing you know when I was singing about all you need is love I was talking about something I hadn't experienced <laughs>
the most fascinating and most talked about song on the album is How Do You Sleep? A nasty little number that John said was written to vent his anger after hearing Too Many People on the Ram album by Paul. How Do You Sleep was my reaction to Paul's first album and the song that particularly offended not only me but the others too. And maybe we were super paranoid at the time but that's irrelevant. It's there in green and white was too many people and uh, some various other remarks. Now, whether he's exp- he was expressing himself, because whether we plan it to express our innermost feelings or sort of surreal it like Dylan or Paul, you could say his lyrics are very sort of non-specific. It, if one knows the person, one knows what is coming down. You know, you can read what's being between said the between the lines because people's expressions and feelings come out in their work whether they want it to or not. So I always express myself directly, all language of the streets, and other people don't. And that was what it was all about. And uh, I don't go around thinking, how do you sleep? The same as I don't go around thinking, imagine there's no heaven. Yeah, okay, so I said it, right? So what does it mean? Does it mean that that is the Bible, and I, and when I'm 80, that's what I mean. He says it's not all about Paul. He was frustrated at the time and used him as the object of the attack. George Harrison plays slide guitar on the piece and therefore acknowledges John's sentiment.
After hearing the song How Do You Sleep, Paul and Linda are asked to comment. He says, you know, you live with straights. Yeah. So what? What's so criminal about that? You know, I like straights. You know, I quite like some straight people. You know, I have, I have straight babies. You know. <laughs> but saying to me, you know, yesterday's the only thing I ever do all that. That doesn't bother me. Right? It's not bad. If, if it is the only thing I've ever done, that'll do me. But it isn't. But he bloody knows it. It's not the only other thing. Because he's sat here in this very room, and he's watch me do takes and he's dug it and he knows it you know but he's trying to sort of wipe it all the way john john's, you know, john's john just to stick the knife in a little deeper the album package also contained a postcard photograph of lennon fondling a pig in the manner of Paul's LP cover, where Paul is holding a ram. John goes so far with the photo as to be snapped, handling a hog the same way Paul posed with a ram on his album cover. I'm not liable to go through a sort of traumatic experience like primal therapy that often. And that was sort of like a therapeutic record. You know? That was almost like having a public primal. And that doesn't happen too often. So I can't see anything being that wide open. But once Lennon dispenses with the nastiness, the reasons for a claim become even more apparent. How can I go forward when I don't know which way I'm facing?
decided to go through with a regular marriage because we we turned out to be romantic you see <laughs> i mean we went through all the whole intellectual bit about you know marriage you know when it's a bit of paper and some guy gives it you and that's all true but when he gave it to us it was very emotional you know mm. and it was it wasn't even a, we couldn't even get a nice vicar or a bishop you know mm. <laughs> to do it mm. i mean it's a completely it. against what we thought what i thought intellectually i thought once mm. never again you know if i get out of this man mm. you know what a joke you know what a joke it all mm. is and the next minute i'm standing there mm. and she's crying you know mm. and it's like we're soft kids you know mm. so we're romantic and it made a difference
the album Imagine. Coming up in a moment, Paul gives birth to wings. I seem to remember one day sort of imagining sort of angels' wings and things like that. And I thought, wow, that's a nice image, mm. wings. John and Yoko propose that this is not here. Many people would probably question why we're doing an art show anyway, in a museum, you know. George sends a milk bottle, while Ringo stars in the movies. I stuffed three pair of socks and a bar of beauty soap down the front of my pants. Next on Yesterday and Today. For more information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time! I'm Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the show's As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen, or you could head to society Six dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society the number six dot com slash K A M I N S K I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> Guys, we need your help. Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me. Oh, for God's sake.